everybody. Everybody. Welcome to Baron's House of Chaos. Oh, I'm Chris. I'm Kat. And this is Baron's House of Chaos. That, that was much better than the uh, previous episode. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Did. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to work that one up pretty good somewhere along oh the line. God. It's going to be like 20 minutes long. I don't think you could top the, the one that you did for our first October episode. Yeah, that was pretty good. Can. That was pretty long. It was intense. It was. <laughs> it was. It was intense. It was intended. Is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Goofball. All right, let's give everybody a disclaimer. Awesome. All right. So, as most of our listeners already know, we have two cats, two dogs, a partridge in a pear tree, Honey Bunny, who has taken up house in our back shed area, uh, and now we have two, not one, two black bears roaming yeah. around the neighborhood. So, uh, I haven't seen them. They're I haven't reaching. Seen them. Apparently they're wreaking havoc on all of the neighbors' trash cans and well, it's because like the that. birds and the rabbit and everybody have been telling, and the squirrels have been telling them to stay away from the Baron's house. They're yeah, all right. they're, they're good cool. to us. Yeah, don't yeah. don't they feed us? Don't fuck with them. Yeah, there you go. So apparently they're spreading the word around. So if you hear barking, belching, farting, snoring, anything that could possibly come from a fur baby. It is going to be one of the four fur babies. Sanchez has already, you know, made roost in here with us. Yeah, um, there's one in here else. right now. By the time we're done, all four will be in here. Probably. But I don't know about Felix because we have a guest in studio today. So, and he's not a very social cat. That's true. So he may Kiki not. either now. Yeah. Thinking about it. Well, and we have a guest in her chair. So she can't get up at the microphone and purr and yeah. rub it. And, oh, I love you. I love you, microphone. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Darren. Of course. For that wonderful daughter. disclaimer. I, I had to remind you the last time because you talked about the bears so much you forgot the disclaimer. I know because I'm excited. And being, you said you were going to baby bird them if they came in the yard. You were going to baby bird a marshmallow to them. So yeah. I want to video that so I can <laughs> I put that it. on YouTube. Like I said, you know. All right. So now. Now what? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest in studio. We do. I'm we do. excited. A very good friend of ours. Yes. Known We've him known for him a long for, time. Yeah, for years. Yep. Years. Years. We'll have to, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff too. Oh, <laughs> not, not too, too much. But, absolutely. But this is our friend, Jamie Burgess. Whoop, whoop. Let's give him a big hand. Yay! Hey, there he is. Awesome. Welcome oh, to the show. Quick. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Excited to talk. Yeah, definitely. So, as we have been giving out little hints and stuff about Halloween being. My all-time favorite holiday. I love October, fall, everything like that. We wanted to do some extra episodes, burst episodes, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Talk to people. You know, we've been gotten a huge response to everything I've put out about doing interviews and stuff. But I'm, like, really interested in, like, the spooky, the scary, the paranormal, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I find it very interesting. I love it because she gets so scared when she thinks about it at night. She starts... Getting closer to me and <laughs> cuddling, yeah. Just get all She's like, please, and happy. Yeah. Don't, don't let the ghost get me. Don't, don't let me. it get me. No. So, but yeah, so that's one of the reasons why um, we wanted to have you on the show okay. today, because we know you've had some personal yes. experiences um, yes. in the past, and I'm really intrigued to, to hear about them, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so give us the lowdown, like, um... Give us a little bit of a history before anything happened. Did right. you, uh, we know you would. Did you buy a house or you inherited? Uh, inherited what? How did it work out? The the first time I ever had any type of paranormal experience, believe it or not, was 
the first house that my first first wife and I bought. Okay. In, wow. Uh, I guess to set a location in North Carolina. Okay. And these houses were built in the 20s. They were okay. old mill village houses. One company built all the houses. Wow. I had been in several houses. We actually owned two houses in that neighborhood. The second house never, ever felt weird or, or oogie or anything. Just right. was just a house. No weirdness about it at all. Okay. The first house we owned, smaller house, and it, I would say it was probably the first even remotely paranormal thing that I had ever had happened. Uh, you guys know a little bit of my history. I mm-hmm. went to a high school over here in the Asheville area that is quote-unquote haunted. And there were always weird things that happened there, but they're always explainable. If something stupid happens, something right. Other people have said they had things. I never saw anything. Now, what's the one, what school was that? Because I've heard two. I've heard uh, Inca Candler has... Inca High. Yeah, Inca, Inca High has something. And mm-hmm. Owen. Erwin. Erwin. Erwin High School. Over in Leicester, North Carolina. Yeah. It is Leicester, by the way. Um, <laughs> it depends on who you're talking to. I say Lee Sester. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I, I can't. Lee Sester, Lester. That's it's what Lester. I said. It depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, there you go. Um, that was Erwin High School. Um, kind of semi-famously, they dug up a graveyard to build the high school. Um, mm. You know, our other friend Miguel and I grew yes. up in the neighborhood, and Mike as well. And there were always little weird things that happened that people talked about when they, you know, dug up the graves. They would hide fingers and skulls and stuff like that. They were originally supposed to find 100 graves, and they found over 3,000. Wow. They never removed them all. Good Lord. Um, There was always weird things they said would happen there. I never experienced any of that. I never saw any of it. Don't have any friends that said they ever saw anything, but people have talked about that. I think they've actually have done investigations there, but I've never seen anything. My personal, and I grew up in a family with a father that was open to that sort of thing. He was involved in, he was military for eight years and was involved in things along the lines of remote viewing and stuff like that when he was in. So that was something that was not verboten in our house. We were not like, oh, you can't ever talk about this. This this is stuff that, you know, if something happened, he was like, like... what happened? Talk to me. Tell me. Yeah, like right. the so, men who, who, what was this? The men who stare at sheep? Correct. Kind that of thing. sort of thing. He ah, was in the military okay, in that wow. time frame. Uh, late wow. 50s through the mid 60s. Has lots of good stuff to talk about there. That's but awesome. Bought this house and the people that we had bought it from, they were like, you know, it's a great house, blah, 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 blah. We actually got to know them and be friends with them. It was fantastic. They were super nice. And being a small area, we knew their parents, they knew our parents, you know, whatever. The first time that I was there, we had bought the house, had not moved in yet. We were finishing up some remodeling. I'm in the basement. It's a half basement of this house. Only person there, I'm putting down toe moldings, but I had to go down to the basement, which was accessed through the outside. Okay. Okay. To paint and cut some toe moldings using a little, you know, miter box. And I'm sitting there and I'm doing my thing and I'm just chilling. And I hear, dunk, 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 through the house. And I'm like, oh, my ex-wife, my stepdaughter's here. I go upstairs, nobody there. And this is not a big house. This is an 800-square-foot house, no insulation under the flooring. Right. I don't think anything about it. Two days later, I'm back again doing tall moldings, doing some you know remodel work in preparation for the move-in. I'm in the little area next to the sink, and I see something corner of my eye towards the old coal room, and I'm like, yeah, that's not cool. And at that point, I had never been over there. And I'm like, hmm. So I go turn on the light, and inside the old coal room, obviously a child at some point had played and painted the entire coal room with like weird little scenes and like rainbows, but then like a weird dark hole. And I'm like, that just creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like, that wasn't really paranormal, yeah. but that just like set the tone and the mood. Right. So That's, I kind of just was like, no, I I'm go good with that. So I roll on and I get back to what I'm doing and I hear the steps again. And I think, Oh, my ex-wife, my stepdaughter's here. I right. go upstairs. There's nobody there. 
But at this point, I noticed something. All the doors were open. Wow. We had not been residing in the house because, again, we were remodeling it. It was into heading into fall when we had bought the house, so we were keeping the door shut to mm-hmm. keep keep it from kicking on the heat. Right. Only heating the All living right. area, not the bedrooms. Right. And I'm like, I shut those doors. I know I shut those doors. Don't think about it. Just roll on with it. Just <laughs> right. don't think about right. it. So I go back. I shut the... Excuse me. I go back. I shut the doors. Kind of go on. Third time it happened, and this was the last time it happened before we moved in. Same thing happened again. I hear stepping noises. Yeah. Go upstairs. All the doors open. I don't worry about it. We roll on. Oh my. Uh-uh, move in. No. Live in. <laughs> no. Cat been like, no, we need to sell. <laughs> move, move in. Live in the house for about a year. And one morning we get up getting ready for school and work and all that sort of thing. And we walk out of our bedroom. My son was born. He was very little at the time. He's 19 now. Right. Um, we step out of, uh, his crib was in our room. We step out and we look and my stepdaughter is sitting on the, like, it was like a cat toy stand, whatever. She's sitting on the cat toy stand asleep, head up against the wall, totally out. It's the cutest thing ever. She's, you know, mouth open agape. Right. And we're like, Caitlin, what are you doing? And she goes, well, the man wanted me to play. What? Yeah. She says, the man wanted me to play. Oh, no, no, no. And we were like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) We stopped. Yeah. She said, the man wanted me to play. And we were like, third time, we're like, what do you mean? Well, I got up and I played and I fell asleep sitting here. And she was seven at this point. So she had a concept. Right. You know, she was seven. You know, seven years old, even in the early 90s, or excuse me, the early 2000s, is different than seven years old when we were seven. Right. And we just kind of just said, nope, we're not dealing with this. This didn't happen. We just kind of blocked it out. Okay. There were always weird feelings and weird airs and, and just weirdness about that house. Right. We moved very soon after that. We had an opportunity to buy a bigger house in the same neighborhood for, you know, for the four of us. Right. We sold it. We moved to the other house, which, again, there was nothing ever weird there. I have checked back over the years with previous owners. They don't really have anything weird like that, but they have reported things like, oh, you know, the door opened or this or that. Nothing else ever happened by that, but you would just get this weird feeling, sometimes just weird, and it's something that you see on the paranormal shows that talk about, well, you feel a presence or whatever. It's just a weird heaviness. And that thing with Caitlin and seeing the doors open, you would just get it every once in a while, and then you just kind of just, you know, just kind of block it out and move on with it and don't deal with it. All right, so now, like we were Mm -hmm. just talking beforehand, I'm skeptical. I'm the skeptic of the group on this thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always joke with her, like, you know, we watch Ghost Adventures every once Mm -hmm. in a while and stuff, and I was like, they should have, like, a dude who's, you know, doesn't believe anything. Yes. And take his ass to wherever these places go and see if anything actually Mm -hmm. happens in front of them. Yeah. I mean, because I I think when you're, if if I was going to say in a belief, Mm -hmm. That if you're not prepared for things, you're more susceptible to things. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you kind of go in with just like, you know, if, if you see the door open and you're just like, nah, okay, no, you know, and you just kind of yeah. don't even try to think about it for a second. I don't know if they tried it even harder if they're there or did, have, did you well, ever I, feel that? I mean. I never felt that in the first house. Okay. But then again, I would say that my mind, even though I came up from this background of things like that being accepted and talked about, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Didn't really accept it in the sense because I had two small children in the house. 
I had an ex-wife that was not down with that in any stretch of the imagination. Oh, yeah. So you shut it down. You don't think about it. You don't talk about it. You don't deal with it. Right. right. Conversely, what you were saying, I feel like if you are prepared for it and you do think it's possible, I think there's a chance that you're going to see it in a different light or at least be more open to the experience. Right. Right. Well, and I mean, it's kind of along the the lines too, like, you know, they say that people, you can kind of like set yourself up for situations to where you start seeing things or hearing things that may not be true. Stop what? You. Don't even. We I didn't even we hear nothing. What are you talking today. about? No, we're not having that today. <laughs> but no, I, I'm seriously. Have you never, have you ever had, have you ever had a, a time in your life where you kind of got freaked out a little bit about something and you think so much about it that you actually are driving yourself crazy? You know, you're hearing things, you're seeing things that aren't there. I mean, I've heard of things like this happening When I first people. got married at the, the county office building. <laughs> Well, that wasn't to me, so I'm safe. But <laughs> civil servants, always, yeah. But no, spooky. I'm just you know what I mean. It's like with you being a full-on skeptic, I I totally agree with some of these shows that are on TV. I mean, they get so hyped up when they're in there, well, and, and I think it's just I think it's to the draw the crowd in. Well, well, I would love to the, see a show with a full-on skeptic doesn't believe and either experience it. Or just totally debunk it. Yeah, because, I mean, like, we watched something the other day on TV, and, you know, all this stuff, this woman's at a computer, and, you know, all this stuff's kind of happening around her. Well, she had headphones on. Yeah, and she finally notices, and then all of a sudden you see this black figure pull her chair with Mm -hmm. her in it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. To it, me, it looked like a video laid over a video. Yeah. And I, and I know that's a horrible thing to say because this yeah. was a paranormal show. Yeah. But... But to, the people, they... It's like they didn't even turn down for a second. Right. They were yeah. like, oh my God, did you see that person? You know, there yeah. you go. There's proof that... Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you're getting these videos from all over the place from, you know, God knows who. Yeah. Not everything is going to be like that. Well, yeah. I, I would love to think that there's communing with and and stuff like that but per my belief system you know when you're gone you're gone that's it so i mean i i do believe in something like if you were running into um even like saying like hearing voices and stuff i think that if there's something that's like uh the gettysburg battlefields yes you always hear about those being there been super haunted Mm -hmm. i can see that because of the amount of energy Mm-hmm. that was put in in probably what two days i think of fighting something like that i mean it, it wasn't i think like, it's the single greatest amount of americans ever killed yeah, yeah. so in, i mean in a battle. that much energy unleashed in one area i can see why people would drive through there at night and hear cannon shots or people yelling or mm-hmm. you know things like that yeah. gunfire because that, i think that's something that would just totally and you know cover the area mm-hmm. but you know, or, I, but just I like someone who's people, like been murdered at their house and, yeah. you know, they didn't even know who killed them. I don't think they're going to run around and haunt the house. They're, they're in unrest, as I say. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people live on the basis of, you know, seeing is believing. Yeah. If you can't see it, you don't believe it. Yeah. And that's but, how I'm with ghosts, UFOs, yeah. monsters, all that stuff. You talk about belief systems and I look at it from a standpoint of 
the universe is energy. Whether it's matter, it's energy, or whatever. It's neither neither created nor destroyed. It's right. the law of conservation yep. of energy. That energy has to go somewhere. When somebody passes, when something traumatic happens, where does it go? How is it released? W- what happens to it? And I think it is possible, not getting to my religious beliefs, but just right. from the belief of energy, that it leaves a mark, and it's there, and it's not going anywhere. You know, maybe it's a... What do they call what a a residual haunting or yeah, an intelligent yeah. haunting? I don't I don't know. I don't right. know the differences there. Yeah. But I think that is possible in my experience. It has been. But I can kind of see the skeptic side of it. And it's like until it happens, you just don't really you know, you can ascribe it to being drunk. It's like you can talk about being drunk, but until you've been drunk, and that's the thing about it. I mean, you know, to make in that same light, I mean that's you know, Cat will tell you about her personal experience. I mean, I don't know if it was her only, but I know it was one that shook her to the ground kind of thing. Yes. But I mean, to me, it's... He it, saw it right after it happened to me. Well, so. I didn't see anything. No, you, you I saw you. didn't see anything. You. you saw me. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and his words were, you look like you saw a ghost. And I was like, I did. And I, I mean, I was. I was shaken to my core. Yeah. But and it, it only happened once, and it never happened again. So, yeah. you know... And and not to get off track or anything, but I'll go ahead and share that story yeah. since we're talking about yeah, it. We're right in the now. show. We're Ooh. in the show. Um, so the night, you know, we lost Chris's dad. Yeah. We had him at home, um, and he always used to come in and out of the house, the same door off the kitchen, mm-hmm. through the laundry room, out the garage. Um, the night that we lost him, of course, it was a very emotional night. Um, you know, the kids were there upstairs and everything, and um, I did not realize that everybody had kind of dispersed to their areas after mm-hmm. they had left with dad and everything, you know, and I went into the, the kitchen area, came through the dining room, went into the kitchen and I saw someone go out that door, white t-shirt jeans, yeah, you know, which is what his dad always wore. Yeah, That's his typical, that was wardrobe. his typical wardrobe. And I thought it was Chris. So I grabbed what, you know, my drink off the the bar and turned and went down to the back of the house Mm -hmm. to the guest bedroom that we were staying in at the time. And I walk in and he's, he, Chris is sitting on the bed Mm -hmm. and instantly my eyes were just huge. He, I was pale. I mean, I lost all the color because I knew. I could tell you, I could tell that she, something was wrong. Yeah. I mean, it was like physically she just. I, yeah. as soon as I reaction. saw him, my yeah. whole, all the color was gone. My eyes were as huge as half dollars. And I, my, I was like, how did you get in here? Because he would have had to come past me to mm-hmm. get there because I just watched you go out that door, literally just watched you go out that door. How did you get in here? He's like, babe, I've been in here. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I've talked to other people who have, who believed and, you know, have had similar experiences or whatever. And they've all said, you know, that was his, that was him leaving the house for the final time. Through the door that he always used. And I mean, I saw it. Yeah. And it freaked me out. And that was it. We never had, I mean, we lived in the house for a couple of years after that before we sold it. And never any other experiences of any kind, nothing whatsoever. And I literally saw his dad leaving the house for the last time. And this was over an hour after they, the morticians had already left with him. I'm putting this down at 256 on, uh. October 3rd. Okay. It's a Saturday in the deposition of when I have to take my wife in to get fitted for her uh, 
Straight jacket. <laughs> the tinfoil so, hat. So yeah. lawyers, do, judge, Mr. Judge, you've just heard <laughs> Excuse that me. she's crazy. I'm a witness. Yeah. No, but I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> there you, you go. You know that. Just I need mean, a thumbprint. Okay. But yeah, so that was, and I haven't shared that with a lot of people. I mean, I've never shared it on our podcast. That's a first. So, you know, but that was, it, it did. It kind of shook me really hard that night. And I mean, I was convinced that it was Chris that had went out the door. Yeah, I don't. And I don't, it wasn't. I don't talk about my experiences a lot because people just look at you like you've got a third eye on your yeah, head. Yeah, of right. course. You're, right. you're crazy. You yeah. know, this didn't happen, blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm like, no, these things happened. Yeah. I was there. Some of my stories I will relate are secondhand from my soon-to-be second ex-wife that she gave me permission to share. She was like, yeah, go tell, talk yeah. about it. Yeah. So, you know, some of that's that, but it's like when you have it and you see it and you know it, yeah. there's there's no way. There's no way you can ever convince anybody else it wasn't no. real. Well, right. no one will ever convince yeah. me it wasn't real. Yeah. I saw it with my own eyes. I was wide awake. I was standing up and we literally, like I said, it was like within 10 minutes of everyone just kind of dispersing throughout the house to, I guess, take a breath. It would have been a long night. We were going to bed. Yeah. Everybody was going to bed. Yeah. It, was, and so, it was a long night. Yeah. And, and yeah, no one will ever tell me that I didn't yeah. see what I saw. Yeah. Now, so. let me ask you something about mm-hmm. that for a house. When you sold the house, mm-hmm. did you have to disclaim anything? No. On, no. No. State of North Carolina, you don't have to disclaim anything like that. I bought and sold enough houses here. You do not have to disclaim anything like that. And so, so folks, I remember, coming to North Carolina, you could I'm, buy a haunted house. I'm 99% sure you don't even have to disclose if there's been an assault or a murder or anything like that in the house in North Carolina. I'm <laughs> 99% guy. sure of that. <laughs> That's like, why I love North Carolina. You can look it up, you can look it up in property records uh. and such. And, but well, you, and you, can also, you can also call local law enforcement. They can't tell you about anything that has specifically happened in a particular home, but they can tell you if, if anything has happened in that area yeah. or that neighborhood. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, we, we lost, <laughs> we didn't disclose. Yeah. We lost dad in the house we sold in Brevard and we lost mom well, in our but current house. People die so. at home all the time. I know, yeah. I know, but. Not you that, know. you know, like, hey, you may see Carl going in and out of your garage. Yeah. Oh, hey, what's way. going on, Elvide? <laughs> like that that ghost sounds like Archie Bunker. <laughs> and it kind of looks like him too. Uh, so, so all right. So now you've you've sold that house. Yes. You said the second house, nothing. 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 Um get divorced, amicable divorce, we move on. I was in a situation where I needed a place to stay. The easiest mm-hmm. thing to do, having a young son, having a stepdaughter was, and my mother was getting up on age. She needed help around the house. I'm like, I'll move into the basement apartment that my parents had built. And they literally told us when we were growing up, this is for the four kids, the two older kids and then the two younger kids. You know, whenever you need to stay here, however you long college or whatever, this is for you guys. Oh, that's awesome. Right? So I did that. So I had, you know, childcare. I had stuff. I could help around the house, all that sort of stuff. Then a girl, we start dating. The thing about that house was my father did pass away in that house. Okay. The story that goes into that, he was a, you know, sick for a long time. Mm-hmm. They had sent him home to, oh, not convalesce. Um, oh, palliative care. Yeah. Okay. Palliative care. And as he progressed to get, progressed to get worse in the winter of 2002 into 2003, we all kind of said our buys or goodbyes and he kind of hung on and was back and forth back and forth back and forth there was no way to live we've, we've been there yeah um the week the week before my birthday my birthday was actually on a wednesday that year the week before that the weekend before that we all came over and said our goodbyes yeah you know it was time they're like this is gonna happen right yeah the following saturday my mother calls 
my my first ex-wife at the time, and she's like, I need you to come over here to take me to Ingalls. This is going to happen. We've got to get some stuff in order. Mm-hmm. My ex-wife goes over there, picks her up. My dad, who at that point had not been really in it for almost two months. He had not been there for almost two months. When I right. had said my goodbyes, he was barely there. Yeah. You know, had the whole moment, you know, you let go, you know, you're fine. You don't need yeah. to do anything else. He wasn't there. That Saturday morning, I'll go ahead and say her name. Ashley comes over, picks up my mother. Mm-hmm. They leave to go to the local grocery store to get some stuff ready to go. My father has a moment of clarity and sits up and looks at the hospice nurse and goes, is Mary gone? Yeah. And they said, yes, she left with Ashley. She'll be back in a minute. He looks at her and goes, she doesn't need to come back and lays down and dies. Yeah. Right then and there, knew she was gone. Yeah. He waited for her to leave. Yeah. She was a she was a longtime nurse, retired 40-plus years in nursing. He didn't want to pass away with her there. So oh. he knew when it was, boom, he was <laughs> done. They literally, yeah. you know, and you remember you remember where the old house was at over yes. there in that side yes. of town. It's five minutes to a grocery store, if that. It's literally less than two miles. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, because we passed the store coming to that house yeah. a lot of yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. And it literally was a two minute and they didn't make it to the store before they called and said, you know, Hey, listen, this has happened. You need to come back. And they turned right around and came back. Yeah. So fast forward back into the story a couple of years, uh, was getting married, needed a place to live, needed, you know, to th- sit there and think, and it was like, it wasn't worth it to me to not buy, or it wasn't worth it to me to look for, to find another house. It's like, I've known this house. This is mm-hmm. where I grew up. This is a family home. My mother was like, I will sell it to you for much lower than market value. Because at that, again, at that time, like it is now housing around here is insane. Yeah. Right. And, I decided, why not? Right. Nobody, nobody else had ever lived in that house. That house was built in 1975, purchased in spring of 76. Nobody else had ever lived in that house. Right. So it was truly a so family house. It was a family home. Yeah. So we buy it, get married, move over, all this sort of stuff. She moved over from Tennessee. We start remodel process. We're like, we're going to get this place and mm-hmm. do it the way we want it. The downstairs was fine where I had been staying. It was fine. We're eh, you don't worry yeah. about that. Right. So we pack everything into the garage, strip start stripping down the living room. April at the time was not working. She was waiting on a dental hygiene train or a license to transfer. So she, right. you know, hadn't really got a job yet. Had just moved over. We could live on one income. We're like, we're fine. You know, just, you just work on this. You make it your house. Right. You do what you want to do. Right. I was doing a mobile profession at the time. And this is when it started. This is probably, it was actually before we got married. So it was probably June of 2007. Oh, okay. Excuse me, June of 2008. She calls me one day on a cell phone, just apoplectic, just what's going on? And I'm like, yeah. are you okay? What's wrong? She's like, there's somebody in the house. And I'm like, what do you mean there's somebody in the house? There's somebody in the house. I'm standing in the yard. And I'm like, why are you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> why are you not calling the sheriffs? She's like, well, I, they'll think I'm crazy. And I'm like, call the sheriffs. I'm on the way back. And oddly enough, I was over here at Land Rover doing some work. Yeah. And I go, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Right. Right. The traffic at the time. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually make it back in 25 minutes. I roll into the house. Three Buncombe County Sheriff. She's standing in the yard. They come out. They're like, there's nobody in the house. And she's like, there was somebody in the house. I am telling you there's somebody in the house. And I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And she said, I was in the basement. I was loading laundry in and I heard the front door shut and I hear steps down the hallway. And she was like, and I go upstairs and there's nobody there. And she goes, oh, there's somebody in the back bedroom or there's something or this. And she says, that's when I freaked out and called you. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, okay, you know, no big deal. Everything's, they check everything out. And they're like, you know, something may have happened. Somebody may have tried to break in. We don't know. Whatever. Right. We're along with it. Don't think anything about it. Right. Six, eight weeks later, we're now heading towards fall. 
She calls me again. She's still not working, you know, still waiting yeah. on this license to transfer. She calls me again. She was, and we had enclosed a kitchen. It was, we enclosed a kitchen and made it like a U-shaped kitchen and it used to have like a pass-through on the back. So we had enclosed it and put a bigger refrigerator in, more storage, all gotcha. that sort of stuff. Yep, I remember that. She was in there, was painting that area. Okay. And she was like, I was down there behind, she called me again, apoplectic. And I, I go, I'm on the way, I'm on the way. I get over there. And she was like, I was in the floor. I was on my knees. I was painting. And I heard the door open. And I sat up and looked. And I knew, and she was one of these people that always locks the door. I don't, I don't ever lock my doors. I don't worry about it. Right. She always locked the door. And she said, I heard the door unlatch. And I looked up and the front door was open. And she's like, again, there's somebody in the house. And so she called me, called Buncom County again, show up, nobody there. She's like, I saw that door open. It was locked. Yeah. Mm. you know we kind of just Ooh. we kind of just okay whatever and so, now at this point you're going oh my god what who am i marrying no yeah. <laughs> no well, and i have to know. say i absolutely adore her yes so. yeah so she's a good person she's my girl i love her yeah. so. so but yeah so i know that would be i mean i would i would take her for her work yeah you know? she, seriously not a liar not no this is, you know this is and she again was somebody that grew up in a family that was very accepting of okay. this you know uh, i don't know if you've seen the podcast about hellier kentucky and all that sort of stuff she grew up in extreme eastern kentucky okay pardon my language god awful nowhere and <laughs> i mean whew, bad they very much had, state is bad well it's just <laughs> stop it. they have an arc there no offense to kentucky right <laughs> You've, I'm going to tell you this. You've never lived until you've been to a funeral in a double-wide funeral home. And I have been to a funeral in a double-wide home. You've never home. lived until you've been to a strip club at a single-wide mobile uh, home. I've been to Raven County. Ah, he knows. Oh, my God, y'all know. <laughs> yeah, that place is crazy. They had them in single-wides and double-wides. No, that was, was, was it just, you just, just went to a single, single wide, wide, right? Yeah. Okay, not, <laughs> and not to call him out or anything, but isn't that where Bam Bam spent all of his Yes, he <laughs> spent his per diem. Love you, Bam Bam. Well, was Tammy with the lazy eye, was she still working there? Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> well, um, oh there was one that, that, actually, there was a, a lady sitting at the bar that kind of had like a, she had a weird ear. And it was, oh. I couldn't help but like stare at it. It was weird. It was oh, crazy. You've heard it here, folks. We <laughs> completely went off the paranormal to single-wide trailers with strip clubs. That place is paranormal. Okay. All right. I bet yeah. it's got a lot of stories to tell. So, back on the track. Back on the track here. I love y'all. Um, she grew up, obviously, in a culture in an area that that kind of thing was accepted and was not put down. And right. oddly enough, to have grown up as religious as she did, it was still accepted. And right. Um trying to get my brain back into it so we we roll on okay you know, everything get the house finished remodeled everything kind of dies down for a little bit okay kind of dies well, here we go oh, there the baron's house of chaos we we kind of everything kind of dies down for a little bit live our life you know all this sort of thing mm-hmm. my son starts heading into puberty okay he starts, you know 10 12 13 14 years old oh wow okay you know we had a kind of a good break there kind of a good you know nothing really going on didn't really think about it. Well, he starts getting older, and we start hearing in the middle of the night. We start hearing steps up and down the hallway, like we'd be laying down, you know, laying down, finishing our day, reading or playing with our phones, right. playing on laptops, watching TV, and we would think my son is getting up and going to the bathroom. Well, he wasn't. We would hear, you know, dunk, 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 dunk down the hallway, and you've been to my, you'd been to that house, the, yep. the all up and down. And we would hear steps, and we're like, "Is calling up?" And we would go and look. Right. He's in bed completely asleep. The kid sleeps like the dead anyway. I mean, he'll sleep right. 14 hours at a time. We have a son well, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just 
completely out. Yeah. And we're like, no, that's that's not calling. And so then it kind of started picking. Once we noticed it, it kind of started picking up and picking more. Okay. We were like, okay, now this is starting back up again. We're like, eh, this is getting a little weird. So during the time frame that that started happening, we started hearing, because you know, we when we remodeled the house, we didn't change any electronics out or any light switches. So we had old light switches. You can audibly hear this, the old squirty electrical click, click. Oh, yeah, click, yeah. Click. Okay, And yeah, I re- yeah. remember the first time we heard it, we were sitting in the bedroom. We had the door open to the hallway. It was like literally like a like random Wednesday night. And we hear click. And I'm like, I look at her and she looks at me. And I'm like, did the light just turn on? And we walked down the hallway. And sure enough, in the li- in the dining room, yeah, the light was on. And we were like, wait, what? And we just, okay. we kind of just, again, yeah. like this is getting a little weirder. And this kind of started happening like once or twice a week. Now, we never, ever had the light flip on by itself again, but you would hear the click. Uh, Random in the middle of the night, you'd be laying there and you'd hear click. Middle of the day, you'd be on a Saturday, you'd be watching TV, you'd hear a click. And but nothing always, went on. But nothing went on. But it was always in the opposite room that you were in. And we started trying to track this down. We started looking at light switches. We started doing this, started testing everything we could do right. and couldn't find it. And again, it started kicking up again. You'd be in the basement. I remember specifically, I was working on my Jeep in the garage one day. Uh, April was, I think she was somewhere with the girls. Probably. And she was doing something on a Saturday. I'm sitting there. I'm just, you know, zoning. I had music on playing, working on my Jeep. And mm-hmm. I hear, dunk, 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 dunk. And I'm like, who's home? Colin wasn't there. April wasn't there. I'm like, who's home? And I go and I look around and this started getting pretty regular. And again, I go and I reached out to my mother and I'm like, did you ever notice this when you were living there? Well, no, I've never seen or heard a thing. And I'm like, I didn't yeah. say anything about seeing anything. All right. Now, <laughs> I said, now I'll, I, cause I know this is going to start getting good, but uh, to bring something up, like they say that a lot of times where, you know, you start getting hauntings is like people will buy a home and they'll live in it for a little while. And like, Nothing yeah. happens. But as soon as they start remodeling, it seems like a weird thing that you I've, always I've see and or always hear about or, you know, when yeah. they're talking about, you know, on TV shows where, you know, we started getting stuff when we started remodeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we started it from the get-go. Like, so, like bought yeah. the house. Let's just gut everything. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I just, I wanted to throw Maybe that I out there because it's just one of those here. things that I think about. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we remodeled this. Be back. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're we're in the room that my mom passed in, mm-hmm. and we repainted and we did yeah. stuff. Yeah, but we completely redid this room and turned it into. I was I, there room. was a part of me, there was a part of me. Like I said, I'm a skeptic, but there was a little part of me that would have been like, it would have been kind of cool to yeah. just you know. But I mean, I guess you know we weren't tearing things apart, and plus, she wasn't, you know, maybe six months here. Her first six months, she was kind of right kind of mind, yeah. Yeah. and then after that, yeah. she wasn't. So yeah. I don't think she'd know where she was, even if she came back from somewhere. She'd yeah. be like, "I don't know this house. Whose house is this?" <laughs> yeah. Random haunting. Sorry, so go ahead. So, so this continues on for a while. Kind of started coming to a head again. My son's getting older. Mm-hmm. It's kind of coming to a head. He's you know getting close to you know just you know early teens. Okay just kind of continues and it's just pretty constant at this point it's like it goes from being one day a week to two days a week to three days a week to every night of the week you'd hear a 
you'd hear a door creak, you'd hear a light switch flip on, you'd be in the basement and you hear something. It was pretty regular. And this is then, you said, from puberty to that. So this is going on for about four years, yeah, right? So it, Five it, years? It really kicked up because he was seven when we bought the house. So wow. this is from like seven till about 14. It just oh kind of, God, a period of seven years, just, just slow ramp up. Yeah. And we were like, well, this is kind of crazy. What's going on here? We finally got to the point that we called a local paranormal group in the area. We're like, mm-hmm. we're going to get this looked at. Because, you know, we were both, I won't say believers, but we were both open to it. Right. right. And they came and they went through and they found some things that were, you know, completely like, you know, this is what's causing this. This is what's causing that. We, you know, like some okay. unshielded wires, things like that. You know, this might cause this weird feeling. This might cause that weird feeling. We gotcha. fixed all that sort of stuff. The one thing that got me, and they did bring in a medium, which I am not a believer in mediums at all. Yeah. I think sometimes they can stumble upon something that can kind of be, you know, right. maybe a psychic, you know, like they get hit by a cosmic ray and they get lucky. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the one thing that got me, and we didn't see this until later, mm-hmm. was they did like the whole thing. And they're like, oh, well, we want to do the reading. They did sit there and go, well, and this is kind of weird because the house behind us, before they had come and investigated, there was a double murder there. Okay. Yeah. It was like two houses behind us. And the medium was like, well, yeah, I got some, I had some weird random soul come walking up to me. It was a younger man and I helped him cross over. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, like six months ago, that girl killed her boyfriend and then killed herself. Oh, wow. So that was yeah. a little weird, but I didn't think anything of it. Right. And she you know, w- pre-knowledge of that? Are you, no, no one disclosed that? No, I did huh. not disclose that. They, you know, I, I pre- but that's, doesn't have to be disclosed. You can look she that could, up in yeah. the news. She could know, yeah. Local, yeah. Um, the one thing that they got me that she had no foreknowledge of. Okay. They didn't. They didn't know her last names. They didn't know her ages or anything like that. Right. Did this whole psychic reading. It was all generic, whatever. And I was on. I was on the whole thing. I was like, nope. I'm not giving anything away. I'm shutting down. That emotionally. is exactly how he would do. Yeah. <laughs> I shut it down. However, we're sitting there talking and, you know, I did make the comment to her, you know, if this is real, why is he still here? Well, he had unfinished business. And I'm like, okay, get that. I'm like, I I, want to know. Mm -hmm. And this is going to get you. And and me and April have both looked back on it going, holy shit. Yeah. Um, Say it, dude. Holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) She looked at me and it was the only time I felt like she was being genuine. Mm -hmm. She looked at me and goes, he wants to see the baby. Oh, I just got cold yeah. chills from we head like, to toe. I was like, "Hey, I mean, no baby. What are you talking? about? <laughs> I mean, no baby." Oh um, my god! Because at that point, I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah. So shortly thereafter, we had actually to- we had actually talked about it and decided to have a child. Yep. And we kind of roll through and you know re- start remodeling again. Change the front bedroom around to a nursery. Mm-hmm. Start remodeling again. At this point, things had actually kind of slacked off. Like there was not really much going on. Okay, and this is after the people came in. After the people had came, okay. we fixed some, you know, did some unshielded wires, replaced some fixtures, that sort of thing. Things so you fixed the things they debunked, yes. basically. Okay. Fixed all the things, kind of shut it down. All know. right. Didn't really, it really died off. Okay. Oddly enough, that's about a two-year period there between trying to have the baby, getting pregnant, having yeah. the baby. The first night that we brought her home, uh-oh, boom, 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 down the hallway, and we're like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. So we started getting her to sleep in her crib by herself, and we start hearing these steps back and forth, steps back and forth, steps back and forth, light switches going off and on. We dealt with that for the two years that we were there with the baby. Oh my it God. was never weird. It was never spooky. It was never oogie. Yeah. Um, 
the only kind of other weird thing that happened during that time frame, and this was again the end of that time frame, is daughter was in her crib asleep. April was in the back bathroom getting ready for bed. I was in the front grabbing a snack. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Turn the lights off. I go walk up front, and she's still in the bathroom. And I go, well, you turned my bed down for me. Thank you. That was really nice. And she goes, I didn't do that. Mm. She's like, I thought you were in here. Where were you? And I was like, I was up front. She's like, I didn't do that. And somebody had turned the bed down. And we're like, oh, "Oh, God. Now, (laughs) you you haven't said it. Yeah. In, in so many words. Yeah. But, I mean, do you feel that was your dad? That's I do. What I was just going to ask. I do. Yeah. Um, I very much do. And specifically, when we ended up selling that house and moving out, it was so much so that we had to go back. Because we uh, there was a weird, you know, well, we, this one wasn't ready and that one wasn't ready. We were back and forth trying to sell a house right. and buy one. We've been there, done that. So, we actually moved into the current house for two weeks before we actually bought it. The old house was was empty. Right. And I had to go back and check on it. And every time I would go back and check on it, that just, it didn't feel right. It didn't mm-hmm. feel right. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. So we had to go back over there with, uh, it was me and April and my mm-hmm. son and the baby. And we went in there and we just kind of said, you know, Hey, this is where we're going to be. We're leaving now. That yeah. was about the middle of the, it was towards the end of that first week that it was empty before the new owners had moved in. Right. You know, this is where we're going to be. You right. know, we're moving on with our lives. Right. You know, whatever's going on, you know, make peace with it. You know, there'll be new owners. This is what it is. Left. Had to come back a couple days later. The mood and the feel of the house had completely changed. It felt sterile. Like wow. nothing. Like it just felt wow. Felt sterile. Hmm. And wow. trust me, we didn't clean it because I wasn't going to do anything for <laughs> <laughs> They were kind of being jerks. So I was like, I'm not doing uh, anything for you. Been there, done oh, that man, too. man, did we have one. Oh, did we have a We had doozy. to take a gas damn uh a gas damn nice fireplace gas and fireplace. make it a wood burning fireplace we Con- had to do all kinds yeah, of yeah convert it back to a wood burning fireplace no, only to jerk. find out from a dear friend of ours who was our neighbor that they turned it back into a freaking gas fireplace <laughs> i was so pissed yeah oh my but this this but guy we feel you on jerk. that one yeah, yeah. i don't feel we you feel on the ghost you. part but i feel yeah, you on no. that part oh. the jerky yeah. people oh. who are buying your house yeah oh. live and learn because i oh I'll never deal with someone like that again if I'm selling. If we ever sell this house, it'll be on our terms solely and not the no, oh, not the buyer. I know. No, 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 no. So, all right. So now, um, that well, that's one of those things. So, I mean, so I, I guess that, that wouldn't be way. scary, right? I mean, in a way, if you, once you come to the fig, the realization that it could be dad, yeah. Does that take away any of the kind of like shock anxiety or anxiety of it or anything like that? Or, I mean, I know you're not used to hearing people walking up and down your hallway because, yeah. I mean, we live in a day and time where crazy stuff happens. Yes. Right. But, I mean, does that kind of like, you, you, like if you hear the walking and you wake up and you're like, oh, it's just him and you, you kind of turn yourself and go back to sleep kind of thing? Or do you still kind of sit up for a couple of minutes and be like, all right, this is really fucking with me? Yeah. I mean, for me, it didn't fuck with me so bad. It did for her. And that's okay. what I was just fixing to ask. However, it still would be disconcerting to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and hear footsteps and go, oh, my God, because we lived yeah. off a main road. Right. 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 And, and, and that's why was, I say, I mean, you know, we don't know. I mean, It still would really kind of mess with you at times. And it's okay. Like, yeah. mm, you know, so it, it 
there was a little bit of a solace there that if I felt like if something was happening, it wasn't malicious. Malicious. Yeah. Right. However, it still you always had to kind of get up and check. It was a weird. It was a weird. Well, and thing. I can, I was just gonna say I can understand that because of you know the house it was on a main road. Yeah. I can get that you know and I mean let's face it you know this day and age you can't go. Well, it's just with like it with us. We unlocked. have automatic lights around the house, yeah. and I mean yeah. I don't think of anything crazy. But every once in a while, like you, like when I leave in the morning, uh, I'll, uh, the road is right behind us. Yeah. And when I drive by, our back lights are on. Yeah. Which means something set them off. Yeah. Right. And so you drive by and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird because they weren't on when I was home. Yeah. Right. Because I would see that. But yeah. so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like that thing of like, if I heard uh, my mom was uh, like, she sang. Mm-hmm. And I would think that, you know, if I, if I heard that, even if I heard it at like three, four o'clock in the morning, something like that. And I started understanding that, you know, like, oh, maybe she's here. Then I would probably, I, I would probably even just start sleeping through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if it would. I guess some people learn to live with it or, or what have you. But I mean, I could, I could understand both sides of it. Cause like, you know, you have to get up and check it out because I mean, what if it is someone truly yeah, in some, your house, yeah, yeah. you know? I yeah. mean, so it's like, I could see where it could almost drive someone crazy yeah. if it was happening all the time, Yeah, you, well, know? Like, you know? It's like where I live now. Again, nothing weird in there. No weird feelings or anything like That's that at good. all there. Where I live now is, I won't say it's wilderness. It's in the middle of nowhere. I know. It, it's very remote. Um, I do have neighbors. I do have outside lights. Mm-hmm. Now, something happens there. Those lights come on. Mm-hmm. I'm up. Because yeah. there's a bear, a deer, something going on. Right, Something right, going yeah. on or somebody, yeah. which, again, is exceptionally rare where I live now. But it's still kind of that same anxiety. It's like that light pops on. I'm like, what's going on? Right. Yeah. And it's enough to shine. And there's even a there's even a motion light over kind of the little the back deck area near the bedroom. That light goes on. Somebody or something is there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, right. I kind of feel that. But it's so, like it yeah, never. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of embedded in you mm-hmm. that you have that, that – that jerk reaction of, okay, a light just came on, you know, or, okay, what was that noise? You know, yeah. so, cause you've been through so much of this now mm-hmm. that, you know, you're almost kind of expecting something yeah. now. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I was always really, when things started happening, I kind of automatically knew because of who my father was, the influence they had in my life, his experience in, in the military right. and things like that. And then something that I just absolutely remember to share with you when he had passed away, um, again, this is 2003. It was about two weeks later mm-hmm. and it was, you know, expected that he passed, but it was still traumatic. He was still relatively young. He was only 63 years old when yeah. he passed. Yeah. I lost my mom at a young age too. And we went through, you know, you have the, you have the funeral, you have the process, you're processing grief. You know, everybody mm-hmm. goes through this. It was, I'm going to say, was it two weeks or three? Probably more like a month afterwards. Yeah. I had a dream. And they will talk to you about your loved ones will come to you in your dreams. If mm-hmm. you're open to it or whatever, maybe you can, and this is where I get kind of skeptic. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just your brain traumatized, your brain dealing with the trauma, whatever right. it is, right. you know, chemicals right. getting you to be able to a place to where you can function. Well, that and lack of sleep and grief yeah. and all that, yeah. everything kind of rolled into one can really, can it can mess with the human body. Yeah. And I remember this dream because it was one of the most vivid waking real experiences of my life. As real as you and I sitting here, as real as the birth of my children, that was real. That was an alternate reality for whatever you want to call it. Chemicals in your brain, whatever. 
And I remember, oddly enough, being at the pool over there by the high school there. Mm-hmm. And I was there, and I was with my son. And I was like, why am I dreaming I'm at the pool? This is so weird. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's running around, and this other little kid comes up to me and starts talking to me and starts talking all these things and blah, 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 blah. And I'm watching him play, and he's having a good time. Right. And I'm like, why do I know this kid? Right. He looks so familiar. Why do I know him? And my son in the dream would come over and, you know, back and forth, and he would play with this kid, and the kid would go back and do this and do that. And the kid walks up to me and gives me a hug. And I'm like, why is this kid hugging me? And he walks over to like the pool changing area and he turns around and goes, it's okay. I can breathe now. And I stop and I look and it's hit me. It was my father as a child. Child. And I vividly remember on this dream getting up off the area and chasing him into the changing area. And I walk in there and he's gone. And that's why when everything started happening, I kind of automatically had that. He's fucking with me. (laughs) See, and that's the thing, like with Kat seeing, like thinking that she saw my dad. No, I know I saw your dad. You know, I was, I, I was like, I think a few days afterwards, I was kind of like, I wasn't like mad or anything, but I was just kind of like, you know, why would he, you know, if if anybody was going to see him, it it would have been other people besides you in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I was just like, and, it, and if there is some kind of afterlife, if he is still here, you know, he would mess with me because that's how my dad was in real yeah. life. I oh, mean, yeah. he would just, you know, he joked with you, he poked and prodded you kind of thing. And maybe that's the rub. Maybe he's messing with you by not messing probably. with Probably. <laughs> well, and I mean, talking about your dream, I'll share something really quickly. Um, you know, because like when my mom passed, um, one of the things that she and I had set up prior to her passing uh, was that her home was going to be willed to my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris and I didn't need it. And I, she was like, you know, are, are you okay with this? And I was like, mom, I'm absolutely fine with that. You know? So my sister V had a really hard time the first couple of months mm-hmm. being in the house. I mean, and she would say the same thing. She's like, sis, I, you know, I, the kitchen light was on. I know I turned it off, mm-hmm. you know, or she would hear things or whatever. Well, then she started having these really vivid dreams. I mean, she was looking like hell. I was afraid we were going to have to sell it yeah. to get her out. Of it. She was she was really spiraling down. Yeah. And she comes over one day and talks to me and Chris, and she was so traumatized by this dream of our mom saying to her, well, how did she say it? I'm dead, bitch, or something like It was very, very... Very vivid, very mm-hmm. violent, you know, and, you know, my sister was like, I, I shot straight up out of the bed. She said, I thought it was real. She mm-hmm. said, and I dreamed all of this, but she was like, it was, it was mom and she was talking to me and, you know, and, you know, of course we, we were like, you know, do the seg, we got sage, we did all this stuff for her and everything, you know, and, but for the first couple of months after, after she moved in, mm-hmm. after we, you know, went through everything, did everything we were going to do with mom stuff, you know, divided everything up mm-hmm. with the granddaughters and everything. She had a rough first couple of months. We yeah. we were not thinking that she was going to be able to to stay there. I mean, yeah. you remember. I mean, she yeah. was she she looked like hell. She wasn't sleeping and all these weird strange little things were happening and you know, so I mean, and I, I ain't gonna lie, my mom was German and she was a mean little woman. I uh, mean, so if yeah, she was if she was going to haunt somebody, she'd yeah, haunt. If, yeah. If she, she would yeah. Be- I was gonna say if she was gonna haunt anything, it, you know, it would be her. It would be her home. So, but I mean, it it just it's weird. Or the Toyota. Or the oh my god! Don't it would let be me the haunted Toyota, like Christine. Don't no. get me started on the haunted Toyota. 
But yeah, so, so gonna, what's he gonna do? Get sixteen miles to the gallon oh, instead of twenty five. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean I Just totally get <laughs> I totally get what you mean about the dream. Because I watched I watched my sister experience it. And yeah. the couple I mean, there were a couple of times when I would go over there and because she would just be so scared to be there. I mean, one couple of New Year's, you know, the New Year's after mom passed, she would not stay in the house. She came here yeah. because she was just so freaked out with yeah. everything that was happening. And there were a couple of times where I went over there and, and there was just this very weird feeling, nothing that I had ever felt before when my mom was alive. And and it was just this weirdness. Yeah. See, and then it's when like, she would come back to me, though, that's that's where my skepticism comes in. And I'm like, well, that's just because that was your mom's house. Yeah. That was your mom's house, and it's going to be weird. It's different. It's, yeah. there's, there's a, there could be a guilt there that shouldn't be there, of course. I mean, right. that was given to your sister. But it, yeah. you know, we, and I talked to Vera about that, where there, you know, she felt guilty. You know, she was like, well, I'm living in her. And I'm like, you can't. But she it was her gave wishes. It to you. Yeah, it yeah. was her wishes. That was, that was for, for you. For her to have yeah. it. But. The first couple, I'm like, yeah, the first couple of months, it was hell. Yeah, I can so. relate to, and I would not again, not really paranormal, but when my grandmother passed away, we had a situation where had an uncle uncle die, grandmother die, and another uncle die, all basically within a period of eighteen months, Oof. and they all lived. One mm. uncle lived in a house below my grandmother's house. My grandmother and the other uncle lived in the upper house. Mm-hmm. My brother is now the kind of the caretaker of that property. Wow. Okay. He won't go in e- either house. Uh, really? He just will not go. Yeah. They, they have been empty since 2013. Oh, wow. And he won't go into them. He won't deal with it. And he is not a believer, skeptic, anything like that. Even if anything did happen, he'd be like, Oh, it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. Um, but he just will not go in them. And I go, why? And he's, he just says ghosts. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't believe in that. He was like, right. I won't go in them. Hmm. Yeah. And he won't sell them. Won't do anything with the property. He's never even been in them since, uh, since any of them died, wow. they just shut them up and left them. And, but he will not go in them. There's, I think there's a, a conversation there about when somebody dies in a house and it's family, it does, it does take on a different feel. Right. You know, right. Some people I, just I can't handle that. it and deal with it. I feel I for, that. I feel for Vera for that. That's oof. Yeah. It, it was, it was rough on her for the first couple of months, but I mean, it's been four years this December that yeah, we she's lost doing her. Just so fine she's now. doing great now, but I mean, and I've always had this, this weird, fascination i'm not a fan of haunted houses i hate them i don't i don't want to i don't want to go into a staged haunted house i don't like them you don't want to go into a non-staged haunted house i'm not a fan of horror (laughs) movies or anything like that but i love exploring like old empty houses i love exploring stuff like that but um but now with all of this stuff being brought to light paranormal and ghost and all of this um you know I'm like, have I ever been in a house? I mean, we, I remember in elementary school into middle school, we, every day we walk home and we'd walk by this old, creepy, white two-story house, Mm -hmm. you know, and I used to love to just go in there and explore it and go in the rooms. It's the old hardwood floors. It's all dusty. The furniture's covered in, you know, sheets or whatever. in the corner watching you. Probably. But I mean, I, I used to love stuff like that, but now everything's so you know, publicized and stuff that I, I think it's kind of messed with me a little bit to where I don't know if I could walk into an old abandoned You couldn't house. do I would it love now. To. You couldn't do it now. In I know daytime. you couldn't. You'd be, in you the daytime, I could. I would never do it at night. Yeah, I, I could, would never I do it at night. I couldn't do it either. To me, that's almost just 
you know, even when it's truly abandoned, it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, that's just verboten. Just don't yeah. do it. Off don't limits now. Yeah. Just, yeah. just not going to Just not going to But I mean, like I said, I used to have such a fascination with it. And now, like I said, everything's just become it's, so publicized about it. What happens is mortality starts coming in. Yeah. And you start thinking about that stuff. Yeah. And you're like, geez, boy, something, if someone's going to haunt something, they're going to haunt this. Yeah. Man, yeah. they're going to. And, and then that's where you your mind goes. And yeah. that's why I say a lot of times at, in... Most cases, not saying all, but in or maybe half cases where people, <laughs> you know, like where we watch these shows and these people scare the shit out of themselves. Yeah. And like, I didn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. I but, don't you know, hear anything. Like, I don't or, see anything, but they're like, oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Did you see that? Oh my God. Look at these scratches <laughs> on my neck. What? I'm like, so, yeah. come on, man. You just got wild at the bar last night. Scratches <laughs> on your neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They were there five me. minutes ago. Well, and that's the thing. And yeah. I mean, and it's good to watch stuff like that because, I mean, you, you do. I mean, it's. I think uh, on one of the shows, they were, this woman was talking about she was getting scratches. Mm-hmm. On her back. On her back. And, you know, and as they, these guys, and they're, you know, they're making a lot of money off of being investigators of the stuff. yes. Um, even they were like, well, we caught her. <laughs> yeah, they you caught know. her scratching her own back. So. so they were like, you know, we wanted to show you this because we didn't want to, you know, put this yeah. out there saying that, you know, like all this stuff was going yeah. on. We saw her, you know, she said like she couldn't push her arm back that far. But at one point when they watched her move her arm around her back and scratch herself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, I just, you know, I, I think I, I told you as a kid, I went to some friend's house, you know, like during the summertime, you, you like stay there for like a week yeah. at a friend's house. Yeah. And never before, never after, spent a lot of time there. One time we thought the dad was coming up the steps of in the house. And, uh, you know, because we, we were all goofing around, joking and everything. Shouldn't have been probably like, you know, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. And you, we all quieted down and everything. And we heard the steps come up and, but we didn't see anything. You know, mm-hmm. like the steps were right there at the, the, the bedroom door. Yeah. And at first in my life, I was like, I know I heard steps. I knew I heard the, someone like coming creaking, upstairs. Like someone yeah. walking up creaking stairs or what? Was it the creaking of the stairs or like you? Yeah, like, it, like okay. you could hear like the like a pressure to it. Yeah, okay. But there was nothing there. Right. Didn't see anything. And it stopped like at our, because that's what we thought that he you know, yeah. stopped at the door and was just listening to us joking yeah. around and everything. And, you know, my friends were like, well, that was kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, but what What if it was? What if he just stopped at the edge of the door yeah. and didn't hear us? You know, we were all quiet by that point. So that was it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, but I never took it as something that was ghostly or anything. I mean, it, my brain plays with it, but I mean. I think there's a lot of, I don't want to say, there's a, there's a lot that goes with the phrase ghost. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you admit you're, you know, when I think ghost, my mind immediately goes to the old Disney Ichabod Crane and this legend of Sleepy Hollow Carton. Yes. There's a lot that goes with it, but right. it's like, what is it? And I think that sometimes is not something that's really looked at in the paranormal, the paranormal industry. They go, what actually is it? Like, is that feeling that you had? You could probably call that, oh, maybe that was a residual haunting or something like right. that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not really a quote-unquote haunting. Maybe it's the repetition of energy because that step gets walked on 10 times a day. Right. And just the residual energy just caused it to creak, which you could say, oh, that's a haunting. Well, no, it's residual energy. Whatever it is, right. why right. do these things happen? Right. Right. Yeah, and I guess, I, I mean, there's a lot of questions that probably may never be answered, but we can all kind of 
you know, and this stuff fascinates me. Like I was so excited to have you on because yeah. I wanted to hear about all of this, you know, because yeah. I know what I saw that night and it, it, that was one time it's never happened again. And, but I know what I saw. I know it happened. And just the whole setup of everything from that night. I mean, I, I know it was real. Well, I think it's good that this stuff is becoming more and more talked about. Right. UFOs and paranormal this and paranormal that. It's all becoming more accepted, and you're seeing more coverage of it in more mainstream media, and people mm-hmm. aren't, I don't want to say subjugating when I was, people aren't ostracizing or casting people out saying for saying something. like It's like, oh, right. what's happening? And you're starting to see people look at it and get some type of evidence, you know, Again, like maybe it's just weird cosmic rays hitting people. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, to me, what makes sense about the whole thing. What? Is that, you know, like, you know, as believers, people will sit there and say, you know, there's life after death. Mm -hmm. That's that's what the ultimate hope of paranormal investigation is. It's not anything else except for the fact that someone really and truly your consciousness continues. Right. And so... To me, the biggest thing when it comes down to that stuff is if someone had proven that one of these guys that are, you know, like a local guy from uh, Anka Candler had a video, you know, like a uh, audio tape of someone going like, I'm a dead person and I'm here to give you a (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, that would be earth shattering news. Yeah. If you think about it, 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 of all the people on earth who believe in some kind of afterlife, that would be earth shattering news. But we see these things and someone like me can sit on the couch and go like, dude, that's bullshit. Yeah. And so that's why I say, I mean, that's, it's that hard thing to kind of like, maybe there's a wall in my brain, but I mean, it, it's that thing of, cause I mean, if you believe in a lot in afterlife, mm-hmm. People would be going, oh my gosh, you know, then and and that to me would change so much. I'm not going to get on any kind of rant okay. about anything, okay. but that would I would think that if I was a believer and I saw that there are ghosts and there is life after death, I would straighten my shoes, make sure everything fly right. Because all those things that, you know, you go to church and you hear like, if you don't be good, yeah. this is yeah. what it's happens to you. Yeah. Then you're like, holy crap, <laughs> I better be a good person. I better start living my life this way well, because. But you're that, making the assumption that an afterlife is a Judeo-Christian based thing. Right. But, well, I know, but I'm just saying, but that's, that's the way I feel about it. Because it, it always seems to me a lot of people who really believe in it, believe in other things. Yeah. And so. You know, it's like, well, you can't have one without the other. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you sit there and say, like, hey, if so, if you really believe that when you die, it's not your final thing, and you know, we can all, you know, because then on top of that, with people who believe in 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 spirituality and religion, then if your ghost just flies around, why aren't they going to where they're supposed to be going? Right. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it starts unlocking a lot of doors that, you know, you get people get excited to, to have those experiences or to see those things. But then I don't think they think they're about the thinking, ramifications. They're not thinking down the rational rabbit hole that you're going to go down to right. think, right. okay, well, this door is open. I know it's open. It's provably open. 
what's next? And then it becomes a bigger thing. And I don't think a lot of people can really rationally grasp that and start asking those questions. It's like you talk about, oh, do we have video proof? The thing that gets me totally not paranormal, but like the UFO videos that have come to light in the last two years. It's like, they're getting proof of this. You're not getting den- just straight out denials from governments anymore. Right. There's things coming that people look and go, you know, we don't know what these are. We don't know if it's terrestrial. We don't know if it's extraterrestrial. That's one of those things that you talk about that. That question scares me about, you know, if you can get proof of this, what's that rabbit hole you go down? Right. That scares me on a societal level, like the same way the UFO video does. Because if you have this come out and there's no more denials and it's, we don't know what it is. We can't prove it. This is where they're at. This is what we know we're doing. This is where society starts to break down to me, and people don't get it and can't grasp it. And maybe right. it's a good thing we don't have proof of an afterlife video or something right. like that. Because, yeah, suicide would go through the roof. People would just be, oh, I'm going on. You know? yes. uh, and then you go in and you're like, wait a minute, um, th- uh, this page in the book says you can't do that. Uh, now you're screwed. You well, know? Now you <laughs> tell me. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, but that's what happens because book, it's... That's why I say to me so much is like weird fairy tale stuff because I mean, I can't take away from personal experiences because that's, that's a personal experience. I mean, I've had many personal experiences. My whole life is filled with personal experiences, right? But when it comes down to where it becomes something that's, you know, put out there to say like, Hey, this is where it's at. You know, that it changes for me. It changes. Right. So, right. So, wow, this has been an awesome episode. I, I, yeah, I, loved, I loved hearing it. your stories and your all of your experiences and so like that. Because like I said, it, it all of that fascinates me. Um, I don't know how fascinated I'd be if it was happening to me. No, <laughs> no, we would be moved. We would have to move. Yeah. There's a spider outside and she wants to sell the house. I can only imagine if there was thumping around on in the inside of the house, what we'd have to do. You don't ever want to come to my house. Mm, <laughs> I'm telling you. I've seen where you live. Holy right cow. Here, like that big. Yeah, we've got cents, one. So. We've got one that took up nest in my um, wind, chimes. wind chimes outside. It's a big orange like and the, brown one. It's beautiful. Uh, what's that? Oh, help me out here, guys. I'm what? having a moment. Bamboo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wind chimes. Yeah. And he lives up in one of the tubes. Yeah. Uh-uh, I can't handle it's beautiful. it. Beautiful. It, it makes some gorgeous webs, and it's you kind of get entranced watching this thing. It's but like I you have, just want to walk into the web. Yeah, I just have such you. a fear of spiders, and is the it, size of this thing is... Is it just spiders, or is it all creepy crawlies? It's, it's all creepy crawlies. It's all creepy crawlies, but it's spiders mainly. So I have a salamander that lives in my... Oh, outdoor. salamanders, I don't mind. Okay. Geckos, lizards, stuff like that. They don't get Skinks. me. Snakes Skinks. and spiders. Okay. That's my two things. That's my two things. Pussy. Oh, Yeah. You like this pussy. <laughs> hey All now. right. So, <laughs> wrapping it up today. Okay. Since we've had some tangents and some good talks yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I just want to tell everybody once again that you can find Dr. X Comics mm-hmm. on IndiePlanet.com backslash Sparky dash comics. Awesome. Um, you can find that on there. The astronaut still has not shown up. But they're um, on there. But it's, you're getting there. Yeah, they're, they're going through. Uh, second of all... Um, the I haven't I've gotten everything sent to my publisher mm-hmm. that, that that prints my books for the trade paper for the back. trade paperback of the astronaut. So once again, I'm I'm hoping 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 I get to see that somewhere in the mail soon. I had some trouble with the Google Drive sending it to him. I feel like an idiot, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know that's what happens. Babe, you got anything? Yeah, uh, anybody who would like to sit in, join us for an episode. We've got some great episodes coming for October. Uh, super excited about all of them. 
So Baron's House of Chaos at gmail.com. Baron's House of Chaos at gmail.com. Keep hitting us up. Keep sending us your emails. We love the feedback. We loved all of the entries for uh, Chris and V's spinoff horror podcast. Those those were great. Um, but yeah, it's everybody, you know, I want to thank Jamie for sitting in with yes, us thank this you, week. Jamie. Thank you. Thank it was good you. seeing yeah. you too. It thank was. You. It's been too long. This COVID thing easy sucks. To look at. Yeah, <laughs> you are. It's hard being so handsome. Oh, such a little devil. Um, but yeah, so I want to thank you for being in studio with us. Um, we're kind of finally. I'm getting a little bit more okay about people coming in and being in studio with us because I love getting to see yeah. people, and it's so much more fun having people in studio together. So yeah, always. But yeah, I would just want to tell everybody have a great week. Social distance. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Be good to each other. Have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you again. House of Chaos. I'm Kat. I'm Chris. We out. We out.